Good morning, PML. It is your boy, Is Nefarious here, and I am here with the breakfast show. We got the breakfast crew in the building. We still don't have D Lloyd, still sick, still on that PTO grind. Uh, but we do have A Rod in the building. A Rod, say what's up to the people. What's up, PML? Hopefully, everybody's having a good day. Let's get into the stuff. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, everybody's having a good day. Uh, it's, a, it's a miserable day out here in Massachusetts. It's rainy, cold, and terrible out there. Uh, we all got Hefe in the building. Hefe, say what's up to the people. What's going on, PML? Some good games last night. Some not-so-great games last night. Just ready to talk about them all. Yeah, some content. We got a bunch to talk about. Uh, we also got a very special guest with us today. We got Cookie Boy, our Texans user. Cook, say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for hopping on, Cook. Um, and I know you do a lot of red zones. Have you... Uh, I, uh, have you done one this week? Did you do one this week for any of the games? For this week, no, because the advanced night, I forget what happened. It was like Sunday night or something. I didn't get a chance to do yeah. the advanced night. And then last night, honestly, if I knew that Broncos Bills game got played, I was home for that. I would have like tried to do one quick, but I didn't know that got played. So yeah, he, uh, uh, Bubba messaged me at like ten fifty, wanting to uh, yeah. run it a little bit. I assume that they he wanted to run it before he, he played. Uh, yeah, the they, I think they played around eleven thirty, according to the uh, yeah, yeah. Game. So. All right, so, you know, uh, that game and a bunch of others were played yesterday. I think my Madden's fully updated, and let's jump into it. Uh, We'll talk about the games. Uh, The Giants and the Bears played. The Giants actually whooped the Bears. Well, I say whooped, but uh, it was 45-37. to I don't know. That game is actually, like, LQ was, like, the whole way. He led the whole way? Oh, yeah. That's tough. So, what did you watch that game fully or just caught the end of it? Yeah, I caught like the second half of that game. It was, uh, like LQ went up pretty big early, but like, like he was just like unstoppable on offense in the first half. But in the second half, he couldn't stop Burn. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I didn't like watch it like fully, but at some point, Burn had went up by one point and then he picked six LQ. And I think that was the final score. So, uh, speaking about, uh, you know, Burn, uh, his rookie right now, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the number one overall draft pick, apparently leads uh, all rookies in sacks. I don't know. He might even lead the league in sacks. He has three right now. Is is that the league lead? Does anybody know? Has anybody checked the stats recently? I know they were talking about it on the uh, the uh, Midnight pa- uh, Midnight Madness show that they do. So let me check the defense real quick. I just want to double uh, check. Rashad Gary does. <laughs> this man, uh, oh, wow. is all silent here. Gary had five sacks <laughs> season. Yeah. Well, you know, but Gary, Gary but, yeah, but he had five, but he had a, he had a big game against uh, the Jets. Uh, he got injured uh, last game, so didn't get a chance to add to that. But uh, uh, he's definitely been the player. So right now, I think he is leading with five sacks. Yeah, and uh, you know, he's right behind him with three sacks. There's a bunch Chan- of guys with three sacks actually. Yeah, Chandler Jones, Leonard Williams, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, <laughs> Demarcus so. Lawrence, who did his work against Jason Peters. That's all. That's all his sacks right there. <laughs> um, that, that's, that's how Gary was. He did his work against a backup lineman for the Jets. So, um, but yeah, Thibodeau, uh, you know, he's up there for a rookie. You know, he's fifth in the league in sacks right now, so it's definitely paying off. So, uh, Thibodeau, you know, that, that was a first overall pick. Um, you know, he had to trade a lot to get up to number one. Um, and so far, it's paying off. He's 2-0. and um, I don't know who he has next week. Probably a, uh, you know, probably a um, difficult opponent based on scheduling. Yeah, he has the Tennessee Titans next week. So, he has a difficult opponent. We'll see how true uh, Thibodeau has changed this team a little bit. And we'll see exactly, you know, that's a good measure and stick type of game for the Giants and Burn. Um, but, yeah, the, the draft pick is working out definitely so far. Moving on, we had your game, Cook. We had the Texans and the Raiders. And I, I watched some of that, and I saw it go to OT. But you want to take the wheel and talk about your game a little bit? Yeah, so, um, you know, it was two rookie quarterbacks. Sam Howell got his first career start. Uh, Jalen, or it was Jaden Daniels, he uh, – bounce back after his game against the 
Broncos are throwing seven picks and zero touchdowns. But yeah, I mean, uh, that game was ideally led like most of like from the second, third, and fourth. At some point, uh, Sam Howell led a, a drive to tie the game up with like uh, maybe like two minutes left or so, and then. Um, Deloy had a chance to win the game at a, end of regulation, didn't get it done. I had a chance to even win it, didn't get it done. So I went to OT. Uh, Deloy got the ball first, and he um, and at that point I was down two of my starters on defense because Zach Cunningham got hurt and uh, Justin Reed was hurt. Had a chance to come back, but his he had like a foot sprain. His return risk was high for injury, so I just sat him yeah. out. So uh, yeah, Deloy got the ball first. He had it on third down, and he had a a window to throw the ball to, I believe, Darren Waller, but he lobbed the ball uh, trying to get it to him and got picked off. So that pretty much got me field goal range at the jump. So I just um, got some yardage before I kicked the field goal, so I didn't make it like a tough kick with the ice and all that. So I got to like the 12, and I hit the game-winning field goal. But it was it was a good game, man. It was a fun game. Always is with the Oid. So uh, I wanted to ask you, you got Josh Gordon, <laughs> who is the uh, the new Alvin Kamara right now in, in the league. Uh, <laughs> you've re, revived his career, but not in the, uh, well, not in the wide receiver aspect, but in the running back aspect. Uh, what led you to doing that? Like, what was the thought process behind that? Uh, well, just based off of, like, how my game, week one game went, I was like, you know what? And just, like, my roster, I needed a pure receiving back. And I wasn't quite sure who to pick up. James White was in free agency, but I was like, you know, let me scamper through some of the guys I can convert. And Josh Gordon stood out to me because he was 6'3", he's like 225. Uh, his break tackle was pretty high. And his um, carrying trade, he covers for all hits. So I was like, this is actually like legit, man. I could put Josh Gordon at running back and, um, you know, use him as a third down back. And it actually worked out really well because my offensive line might have played worse than it did last week. So I had nothing to do but dump it down to him. That's why he got 11 catches. But um, he, you know, it was a great release valve for the rookie, Sam Howell. So he had six broken tackles. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, that big frame is helping out in the back, coming out of the backfield. Seven rushes, 22 yards, but six broken tackles. So, yeah. Uh, might have something there. So, question, uh, uh, you know, I, I got a, a follow up to that. Um, is Sam Howell the starter moving forward and uh, the Ryan Tannehill show is completely over? Yeah, you know what? I, I Honestly, I started Ryan Tannehill and I was like, if I find the legitimate excuse to be able to bench him and be validated <laughs> to like the YouTube masses that like might be like, damn, why don't you start Ryan Tannehill and let the rookie develop on the bench? I was like, if Ryan Tannehill does not play well enough to justify me starting him, then I won't. And Ryan Tannehill, uh, three picks in the first half against the uh, Cowboys, and that was enough to pull the string. And um, I mean, Sam Howell, he's going to have some, you know, he actually had a really good game. He didn't really throw like inaccurate. It's crazy. I'm sure it's going to come down the road, but I'd rather, you know, take my lumps with Howell at this point. And, you know, I'd rather have the inaccurate passes with Howell than Tannehill at that point. I mean, you look at the arm difference. Ryan Tannehill's got what, 87, 88 roll power, and you got 94 with Sam Howell. I'm kind of in the same boat with Jared Goff and, you know, Jared Goff and, uh, Jar- uh, Jared Goff and JT Daniels. JT Daniels, yeah. How, how, did, how did I forget JT Daniels? But he's got the better <laughs> arm. He's got the 94 throw power. But I'm, I do my own series and I try to keep it sim as possible. So I'm just looking for any reason to uh, have him, uh, you know, lose his starting position. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the same thing I did. I, did. I would just say we'll find a reason pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. No, I think still, still the issue okay. with you, Cook, is your, is your offensive line. You, you, look, you gave up six sacks yesterday. Yeah, and it was it was just like the same thing that happened last week against the Cowboys. It's just instant breakdowns every time. There was multiple times where an unblocked rusher came at me, and I was like, um, <laughs> like there was one play in the red zone where I was down by seven, like three minutes left, needed this touchdown drive. First down and 10, my left guard goes for like a, a chop underneath, like a chop block, like he would do like on a screen pass or something. And uh, yeah, that was the, the defense lineman jumped over him and got a sack. I was like, bro. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really don't know what to do about it, except, you know, just have a short passing game. And honestly, that's where Howell actually benefits, believe it or not. Because, you know, with that arm, with the pressure that keeps on um, being generated by the pass rushes, I can get that ball out quick with Howell. 
How did uh, I got a question? Oh, uh, Jaden, uh, you know the QB situation in Las Vegas. How did uh, Jaden Daniels look? Because he's got comparable, uh, you know, attributes to as far as athleticism to uh, Malik Willis. He doesn't have the same arm strength, uh, but he does have that athletic ability to get out the out, out the pocket. Uh, did you notice that in your game against Steelers? Yeah, no, he, he tried to break the pocket a couple of times with Daniels. And, I mean, I tried to keep him in check and just force Daniels to pass the ball as much as possible mm-hmm. rather than letting him just, you know, break plays. But um, he didn't really throw many. And, I, like, both the rookies didn't play too bad. D.O.A. had four picks in the game. I, I think yeah. the, the dif- if you're asking about the difference between Jaden Daniels and Malik Willis, probably came in that overtime, the third down throw. If he had Willis, he might have trusted it to, like, throw a – just a bullet pass to Waller. Yeah. It might have been completed, but, um, you know, with Jaden Daniels, he didn't trust that arm strength and ended up costing them. So this is a this is a big win for you in the – in the wait, that's division, right? No, no, that's not no. division. That's out of division. Um, but this is a big win for you. You are one-on-one now. Uh, what do you see your Texans team moving forward? Do you feel like you can make a push based on your roster for the playoffs? Um, what was that? What was that season goal that you're shooting for? Uh, I mean, the season goal is just like we don't have a make the playoffs or how many wins we're gonna get. The schedule is pretty crazy this year. Like, you know, obviously we're still in the AFC South. We play the AFC West. I got the Broncos next week, and then uh, we also play the uh, NFC East. So it's gonna be pretty wild. And my goal is just to establish a defensive identity for the team this season. Just like you know. And part of that is not turning the ball over on offense so we can just kind of muck up games and just give ourselves a chance to win as many games as possible because, like, we're still, like, pretty undermanned with this Texans team. So, yeah. you know, we can't out-talent pretty much anybody, but uh, we could try to out-scheme them and just play smarter. Have you noticed anything with Ballhawk being back on uh, in yeah. the first two games? A hundred percent. I probably got two user picks that were, like, Ball Hawk helped out with that. Like the the first first defensive drive of the season, I got a pick with uh, Monte Nicholson. Where if Ball Hawk was off, I would not gotten that pick. Well, I guess it's already already showing up. Um, but moving on, we'll, we'll talk about uh, other games. The Ravens played the Bengals. Uh, Ravens beat the Bengals 39 to thirty one. Lamar Jackson had two hundred seventy two yards, four TDs, and he also had ninety yards rushing. Uh, wasn't able to get into the end zone, but uh, a great game from uh, Lamar Jackson. It looks like he was using Lamar more to what Lamar's supposed to be used as. Uh, did anybody watch this game? I know we had uh, the Rashad Bateman story. He had the tandem story. He ended up with 16 catches, 183 yards, and two touchdowns. And we had that I situation. Skimmed. Dad? I, I skimmed through the game after it was over with. I mean, uh, Jack jumped out big on him early. And, uh, you know, the. Bengals were able to come back and kind of make the score look respectable. I think Jack may have pulled up a little bit, uh, you know, and that's what caused the score to look like it was because he jumped up big on the Bengals. And um, I, I think that came from um, they had a little tiff in, in, in chat. Some people saw it, some people didn't. When the uh, Bengals was uh, talking trash on the uh, prediction show, and uh, you know, Jack said we'll just take care of on the field, which he did. I mean, I think the the score looks closer than what I believe the game was because Jack looked like he pulled off uh, a little bit um, early uh, because he was up big in the first half. Yeah, so um, you know, uh, we had the the clip about uh, of him, you know, getting a pick that was a clear pick six, and Jack ended up trying to truck Joe Burrow. And now uh, JT kind of said it perfect in chat. He said, you know, this happens with everybody and you just got to be careful uh, with, you know, the extent you do it because then there's going to be a rule on that as well. Like, you know, I don't know how you make a rule. A rule rule on what exactly? On, you know, intentionally giving yourself up to get your – the, yeah. the, fall, the fallen rule. We could call it the fallen rule because he consistently <laughs> does it. Um, consistently does what? Yeah, finish. It's like if you uh, have a chance at a pick six, like, A.C. did this against the uh, Saints, where he had a pick six. Uh, it might have been Denzel Ward. I'm not sure who. 
But um, he, like, at about the five-yard line, just hooked a dead right when no one was near him in the end zone and just kept hooking right until he got tackled. And um, people do that to just try to get XP for uh, offensive players. Yeah, that that's probably a little more egregious than wait hooking the hooking Ravens. right after a half hooking right after a catch. So like no, he, he'll get a pick. Oh, yeah, okay. he'll get a pick with his guy and like yeah. have him lane to the end zone. But instead of just taking that lane at like the five yard one, he just hooks it dead right and just like attempts to get more, tackled. You get more teeth from where you run. No, no, no. It's just that like they, he wants his offense on the field, so he can get probably for his sake. Oh, he wanted okay, quarterback. He wanted on purpose to get the offense on. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, maybe, Holland, maybe. Holland would not even return his picks. He would just get like tackled as soon as he gets picked. Just run to somebody, so just okay. to get yardage, I suppose. I didn't see that game, but I see what you guys are saying now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was he saw Joe, Joe Burrow and he thought if he trucks Joe Burrow, he can he can injure him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. So he actually addressed this on the show. So one, he didn't make it look his case look good when he said that he the only times the only time the Bengals were able to stop him is when Rashad Bateman wasn't open and that's all he was looking at and he had to punt. So first off, you're saying that you were 110. percent I mean, the stats speak for themselves, but you're saying here you were targeting Rashad Bateman the whole game and that's it. Secondly, he did say that, oh, I hate Joe Burrow and wanted to truck him into the end zone because that's I mean, that's just how he feels. That's what it looks like to me, to be honest with you. Like, I'm looking at the play right now. It looks like he saw Joe Burrow and he literally went at him to truck him. I, I think he went to truck him and try to move. I honestly think if you look at the clip, he, it looks like he was just trying to truck Joe Burrow. I mean, if we want to be honest um, – the HD situation sounds a little more egregious. Now I have to go look at it because yeah, just based it, it, on it's in Gen Chat. He's saying that uh, he thought he was gonna score. I'm not sure how he thought he was gonna score since he just kept hooking it right <laughs> until he got to the middle of the field. But um, <laughs> yeah, he said he was taunting. That's why he uh, he. I, I've seen that. I've seen that plenty as people taunting, but I don't know like. <laughs> How, like, where was the pick, and where were everybody in relation to that? Like, was the ball on the 15, and he picked it, and, you know, he started doing it at the 5 when everybody's in, like, a 5-yard radius? Like, I don't... I don't. No, yeah. no, no one was in the picture of Denzel Ward in that situation. Okay. All right. So, I guess the, that that could definitely get put up to taunt, because I've seen... Oh, taunt, because I've seen that plenty, plenty of times. That's yeah. not... That's not... That's definitely not. So the question uh, I have is what what did Rashad Bateman get from this tandem dev thing? So he like so he didn't get anything. You didn't get anything. You didn't get a breakout. Yeah. You just get XP from tandem. Tandem uh games you get XP. A lot of that oh. you get you get like twenty thousand XP from tandem games or something something like that. Something crazy wow. like that. All right. Well, I got burritos with Nico Collins last year. And didn't complete any yeah. of them. Well, the tandem games. What I've what I've seen the tandem game is the 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 player who initiates the tandem gets the XP and then gives an option for the other person to get a dev. I think, uh, and but I don't but I don't think um, it looks like we said right here that he didn't get the dev. So, but I don't. I'm looking at the I'm looking at it right now. It does to me. It looks like he really just tried to run Joe Burrow over, and he would have rolled over into the end zone, but the other guy pulled him back. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if if anything, if he's trying to get tackled for Bateman, it's not really going to help him much if it was at the end. So going to get tackled at the one yard line, that one yard, it's not going to do much of that story. Well, you you do get a lot of XP, double XP for multiple TDs. You mm. get you get, you get a okay. lot of XP for TDs. Okay. So, um, all in all, it's not the first or the last time we'll see it. To be honest, even if it was intentional, not intentional. Um, you know, hopefully we don't have a rule on it, um, and, but hopefully everybody doesn't get ridiculous with it. Like, uh, you know, everybody knows Fallen is the main guy to really be that XP hunter and stuff like that. So when it comes to him, like, it was funny because he, he brought it up in chat. He was like, oh, uh, this definitely looks like he was hunting XP and showing Rashad Bateman with 16 catches, 183 yards. And I was like, yeah, you uh, you pretty much know exactly what that looks like. So I guess we can't say uh, he was on XP. Um, but 
But moving on from this whole story, uh, the next game on the schedule was uh, the Cowboys beating the San Francisco 49ers 48-22. I don't know, like, why people didn't go with the Cowboys and they went with a a different team again into a second. Uh, But the Cowboys pretty much dominated the 49ers pretty easily. Uh, 48-22, Dak Prescott was near perfect. 319 yards, two TDs. No one that he did have a perfect QBR. And, yeah, um, not a a surprise to me, but I guess it's a surprise to some. Uh, The rookie rookie showing out for the, the Dallas Cowboys with Amari Cooper now in Pittsburgh. Four receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. So he's getting more and more involved. Uh, did anybody watch this this game specifically? I mean, I can see why people went with the 49ers. I mean, he did have a, he did have a good showing against uh, Hype Detroit. Mike, and you know, and you have to you have to respect some of the issues, some of the things that he did with that defense with Khalil Mack and, and Bosa. So I don't I don't know if it was a situation where people um, overlooked the Cowboys. I think people are just kind of looking to see you know what Ant really is with that team. So I, so I can see why, because even I, I thought about it, and I was like, oh, you know what? He did put on a good showing against Hype Mike. I'll, I'll leave that game and, and try to, you know, try to find another one. And, I, you know, so I, I don't think people are just overlooking, overlooking the Cowboys, but I think it was it was too close to call just because of what he did against Hype Mike. Which, again, you have to respect Hype Mike as a coach, so that's a, that's a legit win. Yeah. Uh, I saw he did, a he did it last, last season as well. <laughs> you know, it didn't really – his season didn't pan out the way he thought it would, so I kind of I kind of chalked that win against the Lions up as you know one of those you know once in a blue moon games for the 49ers. Uh, but go ahead, cook. Uh, I was I watched I saw a little bit of this first half and I tuned yeah. into Ant stream and he was getting frustrated. He was getting pretty frustrated. He was uh, talking about how his guys, um, his defender, like his defenders, couldn't get off blocks against that Cowboys O line, which. I mean, I played against the Cowboys week one, so, like, you know, I, I, know, I know, like, you know, what CEO was trying to do there, and um, it just seemed like Ant just couldn't quite uh, figure out how to – he was talking about how he traded for all of these players and he couldn't get – nobody could get a block shed or something. So uh, maybe a little frustration compounded whatever was going on. But, yeah, I mean, when you play against CEO, you, uh, you know, it's just like he's just going to play at his pace, right? There's, like, a cap to how well you can play at, at that style, but, like – there's also a very low floor, or um, a very high floor, I should say, to where like, you know, you're at least gonna be in most games as long, and you're gonna win most games if somebody makes mistakes. So, yeah, probably just made too many mistakes. And that's all. That's all it is. Like with the two coaches, when it comes to hype, Mike, he's somebody that will make mistakes. I mean, he's a really good coach, but he's somebody that could definitely make mistakes. Um, it's tougher to beat somebody like the Cowboys if you're a team that's prone to mistakes yourself, if that makes sense. Like, he's he's very smart. He's very uh, calculated with everything he does. It's not him just playing Madden. It's him, you know, thinking moves ahead, uh, in my opinion. He's one of those guys that, you know, he won't lose to a, uh, you know, a bottom-tier team often because he's not usually – uh, letting them get into the game, he's gonna say, you know what, you gotta beat me to get into this game. I'm gonna do what I do, do everything right, and you gotta beat me to get in this game. And that's that's the difference between him and Mike. Mike is just, you know, fly by the seat of your pants. I'm just gonna call this, do this, and if it doesn't yeah, work, I mean, I, it's just here. it's just something as simple as pass versus run style, right? Obviously, the Cowboys they want to yeah. lean on Zeke and win that offensive line. So when you play like that, once you get a lead. You know, that's your strength. It's you easy. The yep. The ball. yep. And you know how frustrating that is to deal with firsthand, right, Cook? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but moving on, uh, the game that knocked out many, many people, uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Jets. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Jets 39-21. to uh, Just taking a look, Kyler Murray was had a perfect, uh, nearly a perfect rating. He threw for 261 yards, three touchdowns. He also uh, got out uh, – oh, I thought he got out the pocket a little more. I only saw one run. Um, but, you know, A-Rod, you're here. It's your game. You talk about it. Uh, let us know what happened. Yeah, I am here. The knockout pool special of the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I am. 
I'm not going to be one of those guys that are going to say, yeah, you're pool because, uh, yeah, clearly I want to win the game for that myself. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm at the point where I rebuilt this team and I'm looking to, to step onto the next tier, the next level, and this should have been one of those games where I, I assert that and, you know, I failed at it. So that's, that's the bigger letdown for me at this point, you know, just not being able to say I, I'm on, you know, a higher level than some of these teams. And uh, I think I controlled the game for most of it. The score doesn't really reflect how the game went. I had to lead into the fourth. Uh, I had a two-score lead, actually, at one point. And there were a few moments in the game where I, I just couldn't put it away. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you guys watched it. There was a pick six where I read his bubble screen with J.C. Jackson, and I, I just jumped the route, had it in my hands for the pick, and he just dropped it. So that right there is the end of the game for me. Um, I did. I did notice yeah. that. I read that cleanly. That right there would have probably sealed the game. That would have put me up three scores. Um, there were two other times where I drove the ball into his into his red zone and an open field tackles. He just hit, laid a good hit stick on me, and my guys fumbled. So, you know, you got to take it. And the issue with all that is that's all cool. That's part of the game, but I wasn't forcing turnovers. I had zero sacks. I had zero interceptions. He did a very good job of protecting the ball. He stuck to his game plan. You know, he didn't get frustrated when he was down. He didn't start airing the ball out. Um, you know, I look at the box score, and I'm a known runner, and I only ran the ball 11 times. So I'm guessing I look at the the game in front of me, and I'm going to try to air the ball out and bully him, and that didn't really work. Uh, so, so I think did, it's uh, did execution you on my part. At all? Yeah, I would say. I mean, I had a lead. It was in control. I didn't try too much. I didn't, you know, I just, I didn't execute the end of the game. You know, I didn't account for turning the ball over on some hit sticks. I didn't account for not getting one turnover in return. Um, Naeem Hunter was tough to stop. He he carried it 20 times with them. He stuck to, this, to the script, and he opened up the pass. Uh, yeah, it was a two-score game late. I just didn't put him away. And, I mean, that score just reflects uh, he got a pick six, and two pick sixes or something like that at the end when I was airing the ball to try to amount a comeback. But those are the games you've got to win. And back to the drawing board. Um, it was a tough one. 0-2, you can't lose games like that, especially in this division and with the schedule. And that's that's the hard part, you know. But you gotta you gotta look forward to the next game. Was that was that Green Bay loss playing in your mind? No, I mapped it out. I mapped it out, and and that was a loss already. So I, I was I was okay to swallow that one. This one yeah, was know, a tough one to swallow. Yeah, I you know with the Green Bay loss, you you pretty much said it. You it wasn't that you lost; it was the the fashion that you lost against Green Bay that was weighing on your mind a little bit. So I was yeah. wondering if that played. No, the good thing was that was part. that was week one, so you know you're you know no one remembers that at the end of the season. Um, I didn't get anything out of the game, no stats, nothing. So that that did play in my mind, you know, trying to really build this team and get a game like that where you're throwing five picks and no touchdowns. But um, and, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't expect this uh the. The game to go the way it did with Goose. Uh, he's a smart player. And, you know, you got to play smart. You can't go out there thinking you're going to bully him because of his historical record. And, you know, I learned the hard way. And uh, last last question. Um, what did you have against his special teams and his kicker and punter? Because... Oh, no, I've seen that. His <laughs> kicker and punter got hurt. <laughs> what did you have against them? Not only that, you... but then J.J. Watt went out. Uh, Chandler Jones went out. I mean, they were giving me all these opportunities because the first two plays of the game, I ran the ball right in a stretch, and Watt just blew it up. I was like, okay, it's going to be one of those games. But then uh, I think a play later, he got injured for the game. I was like, okay, good. That, op- that opens up the run. And did A-Rod start running the ball? Nope, A-Rod still passes the ball. So yeah, I think Chandler Jones is the multi-week injury. Things that like yeah, he, he went down in the fourth, I believe, when I was trying to make that uh, comeback drive. So, uh, you know, you, they were, I heard in chat that there's a injury bug with whoever plays. Is it the, just a New York team or is it specifically the Jets? Was it bad in week one? I injured a, Well, I didn't, I didn't injure, but I think Hefe lost. Uh, Bakateri, but he's back, right? That would be Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. <laughs> it, it cut out. What would you say? Bakhtiari. He was out for multiple weeks, so that was just game. Uh, last season, he was out for about. Oh, no, uh, so he, he was here week one. How many injuries you have playing the Jets? Because Goose just had like fifteen just playing the Jets oh. this one week. <laughs> um, no, my 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 middle. I had a few people go out, but the only one who was out 
for a couple of weeks was my middle linebacker, which I can't afford to lose. I couldn't afford to lose because I'm so thin on the, on the depth. Um, but that's the only one who actually went out and stayed out. Everyone came. Yeah, yeah I just got to – we, we, we had Green to check. Bay tough over here. Yeah, we had to check to see if uh, A-Rod has got a bounty gate going. No, team. I do have the magic potion. I, I bought that for 60 points, but I, I don't think that affects the other team. Yeah, it definitely doesn't affect the other team. But the game I don't want—I well. don't want to take away Goose's flowers. Goose played very well. Goose stuck to the script, and um, you you root for someone like him to get it on track, and you know, it had to be me. But I hope he gets it on track with that win. Well, hopefully, then uh, this win is all for not. Well, this uh, sacrifice yeah, that the, you I'll made is sacrifice for him for his big yeah. one now. So hopefully, something yeah. comes out of it. Uh, but, moving on. Yeah, knockout pool, I think, knocked out 10 guys. But I think, <laughs> I think the record, I, I felt bad, but I think the record was when um, King Mike knocked out like 13 last year by losing to um, uh, who did he lose to? Vet, Vet. He lost to the Yeah, Vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that might have been like 13, 14 guys. So I'm still not the, the top letdown guy. So uh, I would say that there would be a conspiracy that you were just trying to knock out guys from the knockout pool. But then you picked yourself to win the game as well uh, in the knockout. So yeah, so um, I covered my I covered my ass with that. <laughs> so you you could actually say you know I don't care about your points. I've lost my points too. Oh, if I, I, if I didn't if I didn't have my own team, I would have heard it in chat. I know I would have. Yeah, Here definitely. Blown the season for thirty points. Like, come on, guy. Make yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on though, uh, we had the Panthers beating the Buccaneers twenty nine to seventeen. Um, you know, a surprising win for the Panthers, not to say that they, they're outmatched. Uh, but, you know, season two JT is, isn't is the best uh, JT you're going to get. And, you know, early early in the, uh, the season, he pulls out a win. Um, just take a look, a really ugly game. Looked like there was probably some defensive scores that kind of swayed it. And, yeah, Jaquiski Tart, who he picked to be a sub-linebacker, in his uh, defensive system, uh, had four interceptions and a one return for a touchdown. Did anybody yeah, I watch think the this pick game? six was like the final score? And it was the final score too. Yeah. Did 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 you watch this game at all? Or? No, but I, apparently Maui had a chance at a game winning drive and threw a pick six at Tart at the end. Damn. That's that's tough to deal with. That's tough to deal with uh, when you have the you get a chance and you throw that pick six. Uh, but, you know, it's the the booty bowl, if you want to call it. NFC South, the booty bowl. So <laughs> yeah. we'll move on from it. Uh, yeah, we I mean, got the only the... thing is that uh, you said that, JT, you said something about uh, about his team. But um, the Carolina Panthers are actually tied for the lowest team overall in the entire league right now at 76. I think really. Them and the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers started a low overall. They're like, And then JT has a lot of rookies on his team, so. Yeah, he's developing. Um, he's usually a, a, a late cycle guy. You know, he, he's not going to have the best team, uh, you know, first two seasons. Uh, besides, you know, old cycles where the Panthers were actually good. But he's, he's got to develop that team a little bit more. Uh, yeah, but moving but, um, on. And I was just going to say that um, the other part I was going to say is the Bucs are an 86 overall. They might be the highest overall team in the league. So, wow. you know, that's a, that's a, a tough that's a, loss there for Maui. Yeah, tough pill to swallow, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, we had the Dolphins and the Packers. Packers went 33-17. to 17. This was actually a game I was interested in watching, but I don't know what time you played. Um, Hefe, uh, talk about it. What happened in this game and, you know, uh, how how did the game develop? Man, it was a good game. You know, it was a, uh, a bit sloppy, you know, turnovers by both. Uh, coaches, um, you know, you, you have to respect the, the speed uh, of, of what uh, Fallen has on the field. Um, but you know, I, you know, a lot of people play. I mean, once you play in, um, once you play in PML for for so long, you know, people start to say this is what you do, your tendencies, and it really showed. It, it did show his tendencies. He likes the deep crossers and uh, and the drags underneath, and he likes to kind of play on his running back a little bit. Uh, so once you figured that out and you saw that that was going to be the game plan, I was able to kind of hone in on that. Um, but it was definitely a you know a good game. You know we 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 both left points on the board. Um, I think I left more points on the board than I should have. 
uh, with a few turnovers and some 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 bad decisions throwing the ball. I took some chances, um, but you know, all in all, it was it was the game I expected it to be. Um, I expected it to be a game that kind of was still up in the air a little bit, uh, even going into the fourth quarter. I think I was only up uh, what maybe nine points. Um, and I think I missed a field goal to kind of put my put me up and kind of give myself a, a more of a comfortable lead. Um, you know, and towards the end there, he was, he was driving. And it, was, it wasn't going to be a lot of time left on the clock to do anything, but he was definitely kind of putting the drive together, and I was just giving him everything underneath. And uh, we ended up uh, with an interception to, to seal the game, and, you know, um, but it was definitely definitely a good game. There was, there was nothing easy about that game. It was definitely a good game. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the return of Devontae Adams, right? Yeah, that was the return of Devontae Adams. Uh, first play, first play back, back since week eight, week eighteen of twenty twenty one season. His first play back, he scored on a, uh, I don't know, maybe on a, a, a seventy five yard touchdown. First play back. Oh, so how many how many air yards is on that? That's a lot of air yards. I listen, I wasn't looking for him. Like I honestly wasn't looking for him. It just so happened whatever defense he called, he left open. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna leave it on the field like that, but I wasn't looking for him. He just I just looked up and I saw him out. I was like, Oh well, you gotta take it. You gotta score when you can. But no, but De- Devontae, I'm not gonna be worried about Devontae Adams. He's not gonna be anyone. And then again, and it was against Xavier Howard, so it wasn't like I it was some crap corner it was one-on-one with Xavier Howard he just happened to you know beat him and yeah you know so um you know we're we're not gonna spend too much time I know you gotta go on a call so we'll we'll move on but speaking about somebody that might break the air yardage rule uh we had the Buffalo Bills beating the Denver Broncos well losing to the Denver Broncos misspoke there uh Broncos beating the Bills 73 to 42 Mm -hmm. uh high scoring game um, DK Metcalf is the guy I was, I was speaking on. Five receptions, 202 yards, and a four TDs. I don't know out of those five receptions how many of them were deep shots, but he definitely got him involved. Uh, did anybody watch this? Because they played real late. I wasn't able to watch this. Um, Tom Brady had 396 yards, five touchdowns, no more interceptions as well. So, you know, Tom Brady did his thing. Uh, Cook, were you able to watch this? Because this is kind of cook hours. I don't know if you were sleeping though. No, I I didn't know the, I didn't know when this game was played, so it kind of snuck through. I, I um we had talked about this before the show. I, if I knew when this game was being played, I would have tried to get a red zone going for it. But they played at like eleven thirty Eastern. Well, thankfully like, you did. Uh, yeah. Oh, what was so that? Yeah. No, I said I said thankful. I said thankfully you didn't. That score was wild. Yeah, yeah, I would have been, I would have been stuck in the doldrums because apparently like, I went through the the VOD a little bit for um I think Bubba streamed it. Uh, the Broncos had maybe forty two or forty nine points at half. They were just like unstoppable on offense. Mm. So that's that's that seems to be the issue with the Bills is the offense. He's always been able to. I mean, defense, the yeah. defense. Yeah, he's always been able to go toe for toe with any offense in the league. It's just that the de- defensive aspect has been lacking. Um, maybe drama should have traded him, Jamal Adams, or somebody else to, uh, you know, help the competitive edge because just the wide receivers are not going to do it when you can't stop anybody on defense. Uh, but, you know, taking a look, he did, uh, the Denver Broncos did have about 20 rushes, so he, he wasn't just throwing the ball. Uh, oh, no yeah, I think a lot of that was probably just garbage time. Because, like, yeah. like I said, he was off by, like, 21 or 28 points by halftime. Just take a look at the receivers, too. Noah Fant had seven receptions, 194 yards, two TDs. And uh, K.J. Hamler had 92 yards and three TDs. Um, just knowing that Tom Brady has that hot route master, uh, what, what, what do you expect? Because I know you have, uh, you, you have that muck background, Cook. I know that's not your thing, but you have that background. What are you expecting from, uh, you know, K-Mac? Because he does come from that competitive competitive lobby ball background i mean it's uh it's basically he gets the keys to the car where he can you know create whatever play he wants like you know he can call a play and just completely shift it into uh you know you put a crossing route anywhere put a post or a corner all that uh you also can put the running back on a a table route or a texas route so 
you uh, get all of that to yourself. And, you know, you look at Tom Brady's stats and he has like 86 throw power. He, you know, regressed to like a 90 overall, but he still has all of his abilities. So he has that, not only the hot route master, but the conductor, so you can make all those hot routes quickly. And then he has the set feet lead ability, which um, increases throw power on uh, bullet passes in the pocket, which, I mean, Brady's going to be in the pocket a lot. So, yeah, that 86 throw power kind of, uh, you get a uh, boost in that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a win now move. And I think you can see where it really pays off in a, a game against a potential playoff opponent, you know, and just completely obliterating them in a half. I play the Broncos week three, so I'm going to get a first-hand taste on what is going to happen with uh, this Tom Brady-led offense. But, yeah, we didn't see anything week one against Deloitte because his defense was doing so well. But, I yeah. mean, it's just, you know, and K-Mac is like, you know, he's known for being a great offensive passing mind. That's his uh, that's his niche in the uh, competitive and um, the way he streams as well. So, um, Tom Brady – probably one of the most tailor-made players for his offense. If it's not, you know, just like an escape artist or gunslinger, Brady is probably that guy that's best fit for his just offense. Because, just because you can draw up anything you want. Yep. And I know he's a he's a Patriots fan, so getting Tom Brady was just uh, a cherry on top because as yeah. a Patriots fan. Uh, being yeah, and people have talked Brady, about uh, how, like, you know, he seems to have a beater for, like, you know, every coverage you throw at him, cover two, cover three, whatever yeah. it may be. So to be able to know that defense and be able to design the beat yourself for that coverage, like, with those hot routes, uh, probably helps him out a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely going to be a uh, – it's definitely going to be a long day on defense for anybody that goes up against him. Just thinking about, you know, what you're showing him and how you could adjust to take the – potential shot plays or weaknesses away because you know he sees exactly what you're running, how to disguise it, all that, all that good stuff. So um, the Bills didn't run either. Uh, I know HD just dropped that. They had nine total attempts, three from uh, from the quarterback. So he didn't get the run game going, it, and it's probably because he was out of the game real early. But that's hey, you can say he did in preseason. You know, he uh, he stuck to his preseason game plan in the regular season. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Definitely <laughs> stuck with a preseason game plan in the regular season. I like that. Um, but last but not least, we had one more game on the slate to talk about. We had the Cleveland Browns beating the New Orleans Saints 52-29. to Absolutely dominating the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the rookie, had 244 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He also had uh, a touchdown on the ground. Uh, he did have two fumbles, though, so he's a little—he's getting a little too happy running around with Ritter, um, and definitely could hurt him if he keeps doing so with the two fumbles on four attempts. Um, but the story too is Nick Chubb eight, eight attempts, 140 yards. I don't know how many yards per attempt that is, but absolutely insane. Um, he had a, a yeah. long of 76. He probably had a couple real long touchdown runs. Uh, he, yeah. he also, well, he only had one touchdown. So I saw a little bit of this game where, um, yeah. you know, it was, HD was kind of ahead early on. You could tell it was his game to win unless he really messed it up. The play that really switched it up was, uh, I believe the Saints got a touchdown right before halftime and made it, it might've been like 24 to 14 or something like that. But, um, yeah, like 20 seconds left, HD just handed it off to Nick Chubb, um, Cammy had some poor tackling in the open field and didn't even get a hand on Chubb. And Nick Chubb was off that. He got like a 75 yard touchdown run with like 20 seconds left. Like something you just cannot give up. And then after that, I um, just fell apart. The same I thing mean, we call, we call that, in, we call that in a red zone stream when we watch the, uh, the Colts and the uh, football team, uh, Jonathan Taylor broke a, a long run right before. Yeah, that. It was actually something really similar to that, except, Except Cammy had a chance to make the tackle and just like completely whiff. Like he was That's here. tough. That's tough. That's definitely tough to deal with. Um, but that was the last game. Uh, anything else we wanted to touch on? I can't remember exactly. Um, I do want to talk. Uh, speaking of, I do want to talk about a tribute request and how <laughs> slow attribute, uh, attribute request and how slow it updates. Um, not only has nobody done them since, uh, but it, uh, we'll give them a break because it was Christmas weekend. So we'll give you know the commissioners a break on that. Nobody has done any, but also I think it's like three to four days behind. 
Uh, I know this was a thing last season. JT saying, you, you know, there's always a reason behind it, which I believe. I just want to know what, what the reason is because XP is lower. Uh, mainly you're building these guys by a tribute request and, you know, slowly getting them up there. What is his reasoning? I get it when XP was low. I get the reason when XP, I mean, when XP was higher, I get it because you're already getting upgrades within game. You don't want people getting ridiculous and the caps were higher. So you, you get ridiculous faster. So I get that, but I don't get the reason right now. I, I don't know if it's because it's every 24 hours you could submit it and he doesn't like that because he was a big component of every advance. Uh, you know, a tribute request being open. Um, I don't, I don't get the rhyme or reason why he's doing it, but I do think with XP, is there shouldn't be an issue with the attribute request rolling in faster, and then also commissioners starting to jump on it now. We're past Christmas. Uh, we're not going to wait until New Year, New Year's, and then say, "Oh, it's New Year's. What do you expect?" Well, what about the the time in between Christmas and New Year's? You were on. Or had the availability to do it. At least being on a few. Do do a little something. Half hour. Do something. But uh, I wanted to touch on that. And what are your thoughts? Uh, knowing that you, uh, you know, A-Rod and Cook, you both built through a trivia request. Um, I honestly, this is what I expect. I, I anticipate when I put a request in that it's going to take up to, I usually get like five days. Um, so I guess I sort of accepted it. If that's what I'm trying to say. But, um. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does. It does take too long. I looked today. I went to actually yesterday. I went to scroll through it, and it took me, you know, like a good minute just to scroll through all the the pending requests. So I can only imagine how long it's going to take them to to catch up. And I, uh, I was looking. I was like to see. I was trying to see if my, you know, first attribute. I'm already on like four right now, and I haven't even seen my first uh, request pop up and in that channel yet i mean so the I'm only like, thing you can consider is some of it is is what the the bot pushes through but then the other part of it is you got to remember and this is just plain devil's advocate this is not a you know a salary job for the co-commissioner so it's like you know when they do have the free time they'll get it in but it's not something yeah. you could just say like hey you took this position do our attribute request because they, you know they have lives too and no that's not that's in. not that's not my biggest grade that that's another bot that, it's the how slow it, it doesn't even yeah. show up there. Like, I want to, sometimes I want to go back and see, good thing I keep track. Some people don't keep track. And some people would like to go back and see, oh, I did this with him. All right, so I, now I want to do this. I, I put a tribute here. Or maybe somebody forgot to keep track and they want to start to keep track. But now they, they have to wait about five days later before they can put in another tribute request because they don't know what they did. First yeah, I've made that mistake before, not knowing that I went over the limit, but it's so behind. I know what you mean. Yeah, so that's that's the whole thing. Like some people. I think Bamf just cut out there. What do you think about what he's saying, Cook? I mean, uh, obviously, I I need these attribute requests. I have. I'm trying to Would do attribute requests for eight rookies right now. Sorry, so... sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just say, no, like, I have to do actual requests for eight rookies right now. So, like, I've only seen my first wave come through, and I've submitted them for, like, five days. So, yeah. and I, like I said, I'm doing eight or nine guys that, hold on, so I'm going to rephrase that. <laughs> I'm doing actual requests for eight or nine guys at once. <laughs> I love how you caught yourself mid-second. Wait, wait, wait a um, fucking second. Where am I going with this? Uh, yeah, but, so, so I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I was going to ask how many guys did um you put attribute requests for, Def? Um, so like I got I got tiers right now, the way I'm doing it. I got a green tier, a yellow tier, and red tier. Red tier is like if it gets to that point, I'll do it. Um, But I had about 20 plus highlighted that I wanted to either work on to, you know, for depth reasons or work on. I put in about to, 32 total. So. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, I was just saying, how many like 11, players did you do like 12, per 13, day? 14, 15, 16. Right now, I'm doing 16. 16 oh, players? 16 different players right now. So you're doing your whole okay. So, So you're telling me we got to wait for 16 Steelers attributes to pop up like in a day. 
Yeah, you gotta wait for and that. And then and then we got like eight or nine Texans players. So like <laughs> yeah. that, I do, that I do bot that. Is, if you think the bot's bad right now at four days back, that thing's gonna be at least a week back. Like I promise you that thing's gonna be at least a week back, like a week or two from now. It's gonna be like if you think it's bad now, it's gonna be worse unless JT speeds it up. It's gonna I mean, but this is uh this is what you this is the league you want in that where everybody doesn't progress fast, like hey. No one's gonna hey, be progressing no, anywhere. Listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay with how the the league's progressing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm with that. I'm just saying, speeding that up a little bit it should be fine because that's how you're growing is through content. But it's definitely my fault. I agree, HD. Definitely my fault. Uh, I would like cool. to know. Yeah, we're recording. Thanks, Swimmy. Just hops in sure. on our, our recording. Uh, <laughs> now we gotta toss the whole episode. Oh my lord! Earn it. Um, <laughs> but uh, when it comes to you know a trivia request, it, it's I want to know the the reason behind it. Like that, that's that's like I don't I don't understand like why it can't be pushed through the bot faster so we can see it at least in the channel. You know when the commissioners yeah. get to it, the commissioners get to it. Why can't we at least see it in the channel and you know? either go back and correct a few things. Like, why can't we do that a lot faster than what it is now? Why does it take so long to upload? I, I remember when the season was over, they just, he just pushed the bot through the bot, like, pushed about 50 a day. It was like, like, nothing else is happening. So I don't, I don't get why it can't, but well, maybe he'll give a reason at some point. Maybe he'll just say, uh, suck it up, buttercup. And deal with it. Um, just a heads up: if I was doing everybody I wanted to get uh, attributes into, it's about twenty-five. So after I get done with the sixteen, maybe I'll do the others, or slowly start to do the others when I can. You gotta roll out three different shows, bro. I've been. I got. I got scheming it up. I got this. I got my YouTube series. Uh, I'm gonna do a rookie show every every week. So uh, you know. <laughs> there's plenty of content to go around um i'm actually not doing the rook- i was thinking about doing it but i was like jt i don't know you know i'm doing all these shows i'm stealing all the content away from everybody else because people feel like they can't do it after i do it um, stealing. yeah stealing all the content yeah, stealing. Who, who else is looking through do his steel yeah. series in the- i don't yeah. think anybody's coming <laughs> to jt just, man he, he stole I, scheming it up for me <laughs> well, I would say uh, I, I'm saying like I'm, I'm bringing these ideas, and then people are like, "Oh, uh, you know, Yo, I you wanted stole the, steer- the Steelers like series from me. I wanted to do a Steelers series, and you took yeah, it." Yeah, exactly. Well, people use that as an excuse not to do content. Oh, you, you do the breakfast show, so I don't feel comfortable doing a podcast because somebody else already does it. Or Cook does a highlight show, so I can't do my yeah. own highlight Listen. show. Like. PML literally at this hey, point it's, it's is a 24-hour thing. There's always something for me to watch, read. Yeah, yeah no, that that's facts. But um, that's pretty much gonna do it for us today. Everybody in PML have a great day, and we will see you next time.